are listening to the Productive Not Busy Podcast, where we show you how to do life and business confident, focused, and with a plan so that you can make more money, have more free time, and less stress. Your host, Wayne Withersby, will uncover actionable hacks, strategies, tips, and insights you can use today to live a better, more productive life. It's time to boost your mindset, confidence, and your attitude. Here's your host, Coach Wayne. Hey there, I hope you're having a good day. Uh, We are going to talk about leadership. In and out of businesses quite a bit already in 2023. And it's funny because usually the pace of the pack is set by the speed of the leader. And we see that a lot. So this is going to be some advice if you're a small business owner or or an entrepreneur of any kind. You know it mean what it means to build a business from the ground up. It's hard. It takes smart thinking, it takes ingenuity, it takes a ton of hard work to create a successful business. So why would you ruin it by not sharpening your skills as a leader? A lot of small business owners are very protective of their vision because they know exactly where they want to take their business. So sooner or later though, Most entrepreneurs recognize that they got to have help and they need help to grow. So they can go work 80 hours a week, but in order to meet the demands of their business, it's going to take a team. If you're ready to start growing your work team, hopefully this episode will give you the skills to find an incredible team and the knowledge to create a productive work environment, because that's what we all want. First thing you got to do is avoid the hero complex and just build a good, solid team. Now, you may be the type of person who does everything yourself. You trust yourself the most, of course. You're the one who understands your vision the most. And you're the best person to see that vision come to fruition. It's a good plan if you have a very small business. And that depends solely on your own efforts. There's some small businesses that can run just with one person. If you want to significantly expand your business, you're probably going to need help. For most businesses, great success arises from having an incredible team of workers. A group, a group, this is going to be a group of people who understand and share your values. They have a strong worth ethic and have the skills to push things forward. So I don't know if you've ever heard of any the thing called the superhero syndrome, right? A superhero syndrome means that you feel that you're the only one who can do the things well that need to be done and that you should be the one doing everything. Or you're a micromanager. Right? There's a great book out there called Virtual Freedom uh, by Chris Ducker. It says your business is your baby. And who better to take care of that baby than the person who gave birth to it? You. However, this will eventually catch up with you, and the strength that you possess as an entrepreneur will start to backfire on you. It will leave you stressed and overworked, and ultimately you will be no good to anyone or anything, including your business. See, Chris Ducker isn't the only one that recognizes the need for a strong team. you got to outsource work. 
Bill Gates, the founder of Microsoft, used to have a big challenge with delegating work to his team. And when he first started this company, he struggled to trust his employees and had a huge urge to micromanage. So when the company first launched, he wrote most of the code, and then he rewrote most of the code, and then he reviewed the code, and everyone else's as well. Totally counterproductive. So it fed his need to manage everything and began to affect his company's productivity. So over time, he realized that this was not the best thing for him or the company. He began trusting others to manage new hires, write code, market his product, many other things. He even began to realize that some of the people who worked for him were better at the job than he was. That's when you have a, an epiphany or an aha moment. If you're an entrepreneur, establishing a good team is key to overall success. So in this episode, you'll learn how to establish the kind of team that you need for a successful, productive, and profitable business. So how do you find good people? You know you need help. But how do you decide what's missing from your business? Before you can hire the perfect team, you'll need to determine exactly what you need to need help with. Do you need employees who can take over some of your responsibilities, or do you need to hire people with an expertise that you don't have so you can grow your business? At some point, you'll probably need some of both. So you're going to determine what your business is missing first. Here's some quick and uh, simple ways to know when it's time to expand, right? One of them is you're not able to do big tasks because you're spending all your time working on small details or your customers are not getting the attention they need, or you have the steady, consistent work, not just a week or two of intense work. Or you current staff is consistently overworked and they're frustrated and upset. Hiring new people will increase revenue, always. You're turning down work because you can't keep up. You need someone to be a specialized person for a task, or you're making enough money to hire employees, you just haven't done it yet. So having a few business weeks doesn't necessarily mean that it's time to hire additional employees, right? Taking on a full-time employee would be a mistake at that point if you don't provide them with ongoing work. So you have to have a plan. You don't want to pay a salary to someone who is often just freaking sitting around twiddling their thumbs. Absolutely not what I'm advocating. If you need occasional help finishing something, you may want to look into a freelance worker or some contractors. You can also hire some consultants to help with specialized skills. But if you have enough money in the budget and a new employee will increase revenue, it's probably a good time to bring on a new hire. You may only need a part-time at first, but that's okay. Your business will continue to grow and those positions will turn into full-time work. Okay. So how do you find applicants that can benefit your company? Well, there's tons of experienced entrepreneurs that have been burned by bad employees, myself included. This can cause some business people to want to avoid hiring people at all. That's why you want to do it all. Instead of staring the cycle of hiring again, they buckle down and determine to do all the work themselves. And that's crazy. An incompetent or unethical employee is kind of difficult to forget. I get it but it shouldn't cause you to be filled with this undying fear to hire somebody else. There are good workers out there who are ready to support your business. You just have to go find them. I'm going to give you five ways that you can consider when you, you're bringing on a new employee, right? You got to define your business culture. 
Have you ever heard of the term workplace culture? It may sound strange or even kind of kitschy, but the idea behind it is extremely important. The culture of your company is a combination of values, traditions, behaviors, attitudes, and beliefs. The culture can be positive or negative, and you have the power to guide it either direction. Remember, the pace of the pack is set by the speed of the leader. The people you will hire will also have a lot to do with your business culture. So in order to determine and, or maintain the type of culture that you want, it's important to hire people that will enhance it instead of crushing it or diminishing it. Look for people who share your values and understand the vision and branding that you have for your company. Talk to people, communicate. That's important. So example, imagine that you started a business selling outdoor camping gear. You decided to focus heavily on going green and your company's eco impact. So when you hire employees for your business, you would want to hire people who are knowledgeable about outdoor gear and also care about the environment, right? That's the culture that you're trying to cultivate. A person with zero experience in camping or a person who doesn't give a crap about green living would not be a good fit. So hire people of strong integrity and character, always. Your employees should be knowledgeable about your products, but they should also be ethical people who can work well with other people. Remember, this is a people business, ultimately. More than anything, you want to avoid hiring toxic people if you can avoid it. Those people will cause division or harm in your organization, I promise. Warren Buffett said this uh, perfect. We look for three things when we hire people. We look for intelligence, we look for initiative and, or energy, and we look for integrity. And if they don't have the latter, the first two will kill you. Because if you're going to get someone without integrity, you want them lazy and dumb. I love that. He was making the point that integrity is more important than simply having smarts or an organized employee. Hiring trustworthy employees mean you can unburden some of the responsibilities without freaking out. It also means that you're providing other employees with a safe work environment. Your workplace should be sensitive to your employees' unique needs and have a low risk for things like sexual harassment or discrimination. Consider some of these questions that will help determine if your new hire has the kind of integrity that you need for your business. Do they have a positive attitude at work or are they always complaining and bringing down uh, the morale around them? Are they able to communicate openly? And do they follow through with commitments? If they tell you they will do something, do they try their best to do it? Are there any other reasons to hold themselves accountable? In other words, do they continue to work well even when you're not present? That's a big one. Are they willing to take responsibility for their actions if they do something wrong? Do they always blame others when something's going wrong? Do they spend their time building up others or do they tear people down trying to get ahead? And are they more concerned with their ego or the good of the company and the team? See, no employee is going to be perfect, I promise. But a team member that works with integrity will produce ongoing rewards. Almost everyone recognizes a person of character and this attitude will go well beyond your workforce. Your customer base will also respect the company that hires trustworthy people. You want to create a diverse team of workers also. Today's business world is rec recognizing the need for diversity in the workplace. Absolutely. The business landscape has been changing over the past 60 years, and many companies are learning that diversity is a strength rather than a weakness. 
diverse workforce or diverse work team has a lot of benefits. Increased productivity, more creativity out of the box, you know, out of the, out of the box thinking, greater innovation, faster problem solving, reduced employee turnover, marketing that is more inclusive and sensitive to various demographics, right? Marketing is a big part of our business. And then your reputation of your business. Diversifying your business is not necessarily an easy task, though. People who are similar tend to spend time with others like themselves. That makes it harder to find new or different types of people. If you want to bring in people from many demographics, there are a few things that you can do. Like make diversity a part of your business culture. Like make it a point. Before you begin hiring new employees, resolve to make your business culture vibrant. You want people who have common goals, but avoid confusing that with hiring people that are all the same. Determine your criteria before the interview. To prevent a subconscious bias, okay, when interviewing and hiring, choose your criteria before you begin interviewing. That will help you treat all applicants in an unbiased way. Have a diverse group of people interviewing. When you interview, have others on the panel beside yourself and invite people from different demographics to help you choose an employee. Post jobs and opportunities in diverse locations. In addition to where you would normally post a job opening, pick a non-traditional place to post your job or word of mouth. Attend job fairs maybe in different communities or go to job fairs in communities that um, at colleges that have more diverse population. You can also go to nonprofit organizations that advocate for those who are ordinarily underrepresented, like transitional people. Use a variety of avenues to find really good people. You may know exactly what kind of people you want, but how do you actually find them? The best way to recruit new people is to use a variety of avenues like personal network. Chances are you've built up relationships with customers, clients, and business partners. Got to use those relationships to ask for referrals and recommendations. They may know the perfect person for your business. Use social networks. LinkedIn is a well-known resource for finding good help. But also you can use social media like Facebook or Instagram. Online job boards, popular job boards you can try are like FlexJobs, Indeed, and CareerBuilder. Carry a business card with you everywhere you go, whether you're traveling the world for business or just stopping in at your local coffee shop. Always have a business card. Hate that. You never know when there might be an opportunity to reach out to a potential hire or a potential client. Just happened to me the other day. I was with a coaching client and we were having coffee and we, I randomly struck up a conversation for that person. When it came down to it, the person we were spoke, speaking to go, hey, can I have one of your business cards? Didn't have one with them. Didn't have one in the car. So really a wasted opportunity. Always be thinking. Use your branding and as your recruiting ad. When posting an ad for your job opening, such as online or in a newspaper or even a physical job board, remember that branding is important. You may not be selling a product, but you are selling your company and your culture. You want to attract amazing applicants, give them a reason to want to apply and make them want to work for you. Try to think of creative ads that will get them interested in your business, as well as give them a clear idea of what your company's ideals are. That will also help lower the number of applicants that are poor fit. Now, the importance of making your employees feel valued once they are employees. 
finding the right employees is the only part of the process of developing a powerful team. You may have excellent employees, but if you're not communicating and managing them well, your business is going to struggle, I promise. Right? Treating employees well benefits you and your company. The importance of treating your employees well can't be underestimated. You may not be able to make your employees millionaires, but the way you treat them makes a lasting impression. How you treat your employees often affects the morale of the whole company more than just the individuals. So compensating your employees well is important. Don't get me wrong, but how do you treat them may even be more important than paying them more. Actually, Harvard Business School did a, um, a, a published report on this in 2015. It says the proof that positive work cultures are more productive. They concluded that the cutthroat, high-pressure business models are less effective than inclusive businesses that prioritize the employee's needs. So why is that? In the short term, your business may thrive under high-pressure management. Your employees may work twice as hard to meet your rising expectations. But in the long term, there are significant consequences to the high pressure specifically. Higher health care costs, disengagement among the employees, lost loyalty, high turnover. Let's look at the consequences in greater detail, okay? What is health issues and high-stress jobs? That's huge. The number one issue that arises from high-stress businesses is the toll it takes on your employees' health. Right? A study conducted by BMC Public Health concluded that individuals who work at high to medium strain jobs visit the general practitioners 26% more than those who work at low pressure jobs. They also go to the specialist 27% more often. Right? So these studies such as this show us that in order to present a safe and healthy working environment for employees, it's important to take note of the mental, physical, and emotional strain of the job. Next is disengagement. Workers are disengaged, are a lot less likely to perform well, and far more likely to have an accident or make a mistake. So here's some surprising statistics about disengaged workers. 89% of employees think employees leave because of money, when in fact, only 12% leave primarily, primarily for better pay. Companies with engaged employees make two and a half times more revenue. Employees who are highly engaged are 87% more like or less likely to leave your company. It's also that disengaged employees cost organizations somewhere between 450 and $550 billion annually. So fewer than three out of 10 employees have an engagement strategy. That's bad. Three out of 10 employers have an engagement strategy. That's crazy. Next is lost loyalty. High stress jobs also lead to high turnover rates. Employees they, that don't feel loyal to jobs that leave them feeling unhealthy and unappreciated. According to a lot of the you know, stress institutes, the number one cause of stress people's lives is their work environment and their workload. It's also said that 19% of people polled had quit a previous job due to stress. The cost of replacing an employee is high and should be avoided at all costs. 
How do you make an employee feel valued? Well, to help your employees feel like they're a lot more valuable than they, than you have been, right? You want them to feel like a valuable member of the team. There are a lot of things that you can do. So I'm going to give you some highly effective ways to let your employees know that you care about them and you're glad that they're part of the team. Compensate them well. Number one, you don't have to pay your employees so well that you forfeit a healthy budget. However, paying your employees a fair wage will always go a long way. You may only have jobs that would normally pay minimum wage, but a small bump up and above that would mean a lot to your employees. I promise you, 40 cents an hour is not going to kill your business. If it's going to kill your business, you've got a lot bigger problems than that. You want to offer flexibility. This is a huge one. There's a growing number of employees who really desire flexibility in their work schedule. A nine-to-five job was once the norm. This is changing with the younger generation. Good or bad, it's changing. Employees want the option to have a flexible schedule that fits their lifestyle. They want the freedom to work a different shift or work changing shifts based on their needs. So many applicants are looking for jobs that allow them to work remotely or have the ability to work from home some of the time. Might be something to try. Listen to your employees and show them that you care. Taking the time to listen to the people who work for you will make a difference in how they feel about their time at work. So do your best to give them your undivided attention. Set the phone down, walk away from the computer, and let them know that you're paying attention by looking at them, being present. If you're completely unavailable at the time, schedule a time that you can speak with them so that you can be fully engaged. I promise if you show your employees appreciation, almost everyone needs to feel that. Some personality types need more affirmation than others, but most of the people need to know that the work they do is important and valued. And lastly, just have reasonable expectations. It's easy to feel like your employees have easy jobs. It's especially true if there's something that you've been doing well for a long time. While you certainly don't want to employ people who are completely incompetent, remember that people learn and acquire skills at different rates. Something that you're completely comfortable doing may take a new employee a little extra time to master. So be patient. Be patient with them and that while they're learning and refrain from becoming annoyed or aggravated. Teach your employees well the first time. It's far better to teach them well at the beginning than to have to keep retraining them on the same task over and over and over again. I had uh, an entrepreneur or a CEO who was arguing with me about training people. He's like, I don't like, I don't want to train my people and have them leave. And I was like, well, would you rather have train your people and, and, and have them leave or not train them and have them stay? Okay. And lastly, don't be afraid to loosen up a little bit. Work is a place of work, of course, but there's also power in playing. Okay. Google, all these bigger companies, NFL teams, they have game rooms and ping pong and outdoor areas. Just loosen up a little bit. Enjoy life. Things will get done. If you create that culture, it will get done. Finding employees that fit your culture, you also want to cultivate a culture that people work well in. 
treating your employees well is great for a start, but there's more to managing a great team than just being kind. I can give you a few practical ways that you can help grow your workplace culture that's functional and sustainable. Here's a big one. Create clear roles and expectations. When you bring on a new hire, it's imperative that they understand their role and responsibilities. It's your job to define them clearly so everyone is on the same page. When a job description is vague or open to interpretation, it can become confusing and frustrating. And your people may try to do things you don't want them to, or they may not be doing tasks that you expect them to. This also opens the door for unnecessary conflict with you and their fellow employees. The problem is compounded when you don't have an effective management system in place. Without adequate leadership, teamwork suffers because no one knows who's in charge. Be very clear with your employees about the hierarchy of management. If you're the only person in leadership role, ensure that the rest of the employees understand that they are going on a level playing field. Before you post a job position, determine exactly what you need help with. Include this in the job description. The skills you require should be reasonable sense and, and a reasonable match with the pay scale. Got to give your employees a sense of purpose as well. More and more people want to do more than a punch-in and punch-out job. They want to feel like the work they do is meaningful and purpose-driven. Okay? That's important. So again, just pay attention. Create a harmonious work culture. You also want your employees to work together. Strengthen your leadership. A team without a strong leader struggles to thrive. Leaders should always set the example for the rest of the employees. Their job is to show best practices to the rest of the team. They're also present to settle disputes and, and create open communication amongst each other and the clients. I hope this was helpful. You guys have a great day. Be safe. Take care. Find somebody and say something nice. Have a great one. You've been listening to the Productive Not Busy Podcast. Please hit the subscribe and notification of new episodes button and visit us on social media like Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok for bonus content.